Uh, my heart's been going this morning, the book of Jonah, uh, chapter 1. If you have your Bibles, you want to turn with us to the book of Jonah, chapter 1, uh, for just a moment. I want to read to you uh, the third verse, and we'll go back and read the first two uh, before that here in just a moment. Let me read you one verse if I can this morning, and I want you to see what comes to your mind and what your thoughts are. But Jonah rose up to flee from unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. And he went down to Joppa and he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. I want you to notice what it talks about that Jonah did, that Jonah would flee, listen to these words, from the presence of the Lord. I'm sure that there are some words more particularly that come to mind, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, for I never knew you, that probably break my heart. But these have to rank up there as probably some of the saddest words that mankind has ever heard, that there are people that desire to flee from the presence of the Lord. This morning, I want to ask you, if you're here and you've been saved, what is God asking you to do? Are you going to flee from the presence of the Lord? Or are you going to go to the Lord? If you're here this morning and you've never been saved, you're a lost individual. God is showing you your lost and your, your sinful nature that you have about you. Are you going to flee from the presence of the Lord? I'll go ahead and tell you this morning, there's not a worse place to be than to be away from the presence of the Lord. Just like there's no better place to be this morning than to be in the presence of the Lord. People today have a desire to be away from God. And you know what? There's opportunities there that are there to get away. As a matter of fact, we're going to see about Jonah and how that, that there was a ship. And had the ship not been available, he would have never got on board there. But the thing is, God will give you a way to flee from him. You have to choose to follow and listen to the Lord. You know, this morning, none of us are forced to be saved. We're not forced to listen to him. We're not forced to do these things. And here in the book of Jonah, chapter 1, we see that there was an assignment or there was a responsibility that was given to Jonah. And what Jonah is going to find out is, is that no matter how monumental the task may be, the fear of the Lord should be greater than that. For a lot of people today that never saved because they are fearful of what they're going to have to give up. Folks, I'll tell you this day, there is nothing that you will give up that is going to be greater than what God will give you when you surrender your life to Him. I also believe today that there is no wrath any greater than the wrath of God. Here we see that it says that, but Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. What was happening in the life of Jonah? You and I are not living in a time that, or a serving a God that is cloudy or not very clear. Notice what happens in the very first verse. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah. I believe that Jonah was given some very clear, specific, precise instructions what he should do. Folks, we're not living in a, an opinionated age, well we are, but we're not living in an age where you have to give your ideas or your translation of something God specifically tells you what you need to do. But are you going to run from the presence of the Lord? Or are you going to run to the presence of the Lord? Notice what happened here. 
is that if he wanted, what, what God wanted Jonah to do was to go to Nineveh, tell the people that because of their sin in 40 days, they were going to be overthrown. So it says, he says, the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of uh, Amatai, saying, Arise and go to Nineveh, that great city. Now, when we say a great city, we're talking, I don't think it was some 600,000 people that was there, and God was not the center of their attention. I'm going to concede with you this morning that in a gathering of people such as this, it's easy for us to stand up and say, folks, we need to live our lives right. You need to repent and turn from the sin that you're in. But what happens when you go into a city of 600,000 people? And God tells you to cry out against the people. It's almost like Jonah saying, God, you're asking me to do something that is impossible. For Paul tells us that through Christ, all things are possible. For you and I today, when we talk about fleeing from the presence of the Lord, the reason that Jonah fled was he did not believe in the power of God. Folks, hell is filled full of people that do not believe in the power of God. I wonder how many people not only roam the streets, but sit in the church house of God and truly underestimate the power of God. They feel like it's easier to run from the God than it is to surrender from God. They feel like it's easier to flee and to try to escape God than it is to surrender. And as, as Jonah did here, he said he fleed from, he said, from the presence of the Lord. Sometimes I feel like that Jonah was told of such a, a, a large task of what he had to do when he got to Nineveh. He said, God, he said, these people despise you so much. There's, I would doubt I would even get inside the gates of the place and these people would have me stoned. You know what? Again, Jonah underestimated the power of God. People think today that, that, that their sins are too great that they can enter into uh, the, the very sacred place, the holiest of holies, and ask forgiveness of their sins and get saved. But the truth is today, there is not a situation God cannot deliver you from. Jonah, we see here that he told him that God began to speak unto him. He says, now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah. Now as Jonah began to, to speak, or God began to speak unto Jonah, rather, I should say. I believe it was very clear what he should do. This morning, if you were to take a, an inventory and you were to ask yourself, what is God asking you to do? And you walk out of there today and you leave this morning and you did not do those things. How many things are going to be on your list of things you did not do for God? Now, if you're here and you're saved uh, and you don't do what God wants you to do, yes, there's repercussions of that. But my heart truly breaks for those that are unsaved and they walk out of these doors today knowing they need to seek after God, but they choose to walk away from God. Now, what reason that people walk away from God? We know the devil gives a long list of reasons. What I want you to know this morning is, is that God can overcome all of these things. What happens to us today when we don't believe in what God can do? Let me read you a verse, if I may, in the book of uh, Romans chapter 14, in verse 23. It says, whatever is not of faith is sin. You see, Jonah failed to believe in God. This morning, what do you believe God can do? Well, preacher, I believe God can make the sun to rise and the sun to set, but he can't save my soul. Preacher, I believe that God put every star in the sky that we'll see the lights from it millions of years later, but I don't believe that God can give me and just fill in the blank. What do you 
believe in. We've talked about atheism, not just of the mind, but of the heart, meaning that a person does not believe in the power of God. Folks, when you flee from the presence of the Lord, you don't see the power and experience the power of the Lord. Folks, if you want to see the power of God demonstrated in your life, don't flee from God, run towards God. That's where He wants us to be. How many people are just longing for the, that, that invitation to be given? I can endure this preaching. I can listen to these uh, people talk. We can sing us a few songs, a song or two or three. And you know what? I'm just ready to get out of that door and let me get about my life. People are longing to flee from God. We're going to read in just a moment, folks. You cannot truly flee from God. And that's what Jonah's going to find out here is, uh, and then that, what we read there in 14th chapter of Romans, it said, whatever is not of faith, is sin. Well, God told Jonah, we see here in this second verse, he said, I want you, he said, to rise and go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it. God said, I want you to go to the east. You know what Jonah does? He wants to turn around and go west. Folks, there's an altar that God's house has in it this morning. And God's calling people to the altar. But you know what they long for? Not going towards the altar, but going to the exit. The exit sign seems like it has much more traffic than the altar does. Let that set in with you. That we're more concerned about running from God than running towards God. This morning, I hope we'll listen to what God began to speak unto Jonah. For he says, I want you to rise and I want you to go uh, to that great city and cry against it. Well, folks, uh, here's what I want you to know about God. He said when Jonah began to flee from God, he was not just fleeing and changing God. He was fleeing from the opportunity to reach others that they might hear what, was, what God wanted them to do. But notice what, it, what he said here. God told him to go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. God says, go to the east. So we see here, he heads towards Joppa, there to the west. He goes the opposite direction because he wants to flee and find somewhere that he can run from God. Notice what happened. But Jonah rose up to flee. Folks, that's what rebellion is in our life. Rebellion is fleeing from God. Remember what we said, to flee from the presence of the Lord? God began to tell him to arise and to go and to do all of these things. And you can read a lot of these things. But we see here that he began to flee from the presence of the Lord. Do you believe that God is everywhere? Do you believe that you can run from God? And we've talked about that this morning that you can, but God is still there when you flee. The book of Genesis, let me turn back and read to you for just a moment. In the 39th chapter of the book of Genesis... Talks about how that not only is God everywhere, but God holds all of the blessings of God. And the Lord was with Joseph. Again, if God holds all of the blessings, what happens when we run away from God? And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of the master Egyptian. Notice what he says uh, in that third verse. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. And that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. 
Get this imagery again. God holds all of the blessings. Jonah was called by God to go to the east and he runs to the west. He is running not just from God, but he's running from the blessings of God. Folks, if our church houses didn't have such a nice exodus for people to get out, instead of that running to God, we would see that God holds the blessings. You ever been around somebody that just has a lot to give, whether it's knowledge or whatever? You just kind of soak it up. You want more. Let me ask you this. Have you had enough of God? Do you want more of God? Do we hunger for God? Do we thirst after righteousness? Or do we come in and get a quick uh, uh, feel of God and then we turn right around and we leave and we go back out in the world, folks? We need God. We need the blessings of God and we need what God has to give unto us. And that's exactly what Joseph found out is, is that God holds these things. But if God holds these things today, notice what he said. But he began to flee from the presence of the Lord. And notice what it says. And Joseph and jo- Jonah rose up to flee from Tarsus from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa. Rose up and he went down. I'm going to tell you this. Your life is downwardly. When you run from God. Notice what he said. He went down to Joppa and he found a ship going to Tarsus. Do you ever think that if God put it there, then he intended for me to take it? You know, sometimes we feel like that if something is there, that God intended for us to take it. Just because there was a ship that when when he was supposed to go east and then he takes off running to the west, just because there was a boat or a ship that was sailing off didn't mean God was providing a, a way that he could flee from God. God was giving him a choice to either say, I'm going to follow after you or I'm going to run from you. So what did Jonah do? Reaches down in the pocket. He finds out the fare that needs to be paid. He pays the fare. He gets on board. Successfully, he might think, fleeing from the presence of the Lord. Aren't you glad this morning that you can't flee from the presence of the Lord? If you've never been saved this morning, I want you to know something. I'm praying that when we say amen and you leave and these lights are off and the doors are closed and locked and you get in your vehicle, I'm praying that God is as strong on you then as he is even right now. God is not limited to a church house. But that's what Jonah thought. Jonah thought, I'm going to flee from the presence of the Lord. So what did he do there? He says he went from the presence of the Lord. He was going to run. He was going to flee and get as far away from God as possible. You know what? This morning, let me ask you this. Do you ever want to just get away from God? Boy, this world's all about getting away. and Let's find a place that we can go. But you know what? Today, again, some of the saddest words that we can hear in the English language were those that want to get away or those that are, as we read here, fleeing from the presence of God. The Lord. Now, Jonah, not only was he mischievous and fleeing from God, notice what it says there um, that God told him to do. He said, I want you to rise, go to Nineveh, that great city. Notice what he said, I want you to rise and go into that great city and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up against me. But Jonah rose up from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa. I don't know how much it cost Jonah to get on that ship. But I know this, it cost him a whole lot more in his soul than it did out of his pocket. 
You know, this morning, I don't know what it's costing you to disobey and to run from the Lord. I don't have a clue. But I know this. It costs you more in your soul than it does anything that you ever have to give up for God. Jonah was running from God. He paid this fare. He gets on this ship. And we're going to find out later on. We're not going to read it. But, but all of a sudden that there's a great storm that happens. And they throw him overboard. And a great fish swallows him up. A well, we might even call it. But we see here that Jonah began to flee from God. And we ask ourselves, what did it cost Jonah to run from God? What does it cost people to run from God? It costs many people their own soul. For their soul today is lifted up and their eyes are lifting up in hell today because they felt for some reason they needed to run from the Lord. And he says, Jonah rose up to flee from to Tarshish uh, and he began to flee there. The Bible says, I believe it is in the book of Romans, it says, for the wages of sin is death. What do we gain today when we begin to run from God? Jonah ran from God, he ran to a ship. So what happened to the ship? The ship gets out in the storm. What happens to the storm? The storm, all of a sudden, Jonah finds himself in the water. Have you ever known running from God to bring peace in your life? Seems like the further Jonah ran from God, the more disturbing that the circumstances and the, and, and the elements by which he was in begin to happen. You know what today? The more you run from God, the, 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 the deeper that God can trouble your heart. And listen to what he did. He began to flee under there. And he says... Uh, and he found a ship going to Tarshish. He paid the fare thereof. He went down unto it and to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But notice what we read here. Let's skip on down to the fourth verse. But the Lord sent out a great wind unto the sea and there was a mighty tempest in the sea so that the ship was like to be broken. I don't want to get into the science of storms. Now, I don't know if this storm just popped up, as you and I might call, a, uh, just a, a, a scattered thunderstorm that just pops up. But I'll tell you this, I believe long before it ever happened, God knew where Jonah was going to be, and God was brewing this storm. I don't know that if this whale or this great fish that swallowed Jonah up, uh, that God just made it appear in its life full size, or if it grew from the time it was a, a small fish and began to grow. I don't have a clue, but I know this, that long before Jonah ever flew uh, to Tarsus there and trying to, uh, uh, to, to get away from God, I believe that God was preparing a storm and God was preparing a fish. Aren't you glad today that before you rebelled against God, that he was already coming up with a plan to bring you back to him? Folks, today, the very moment that Adam and Eve sinned against God, what did God do? It was the seventh day. It was a day of rest. Folks, God went back to work again. And you know what God was doing? God was creating a plan for you and for me so that we might be redeemed and brought back into God again. And sure enough, Jonah began to flee from God. God creates his storm there in the fourth verse. It says, But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. I believe that God was working on a plan to get Jonah to come back into with him again. Because as we already read to you there in that third verse, but Jonah began to rise up to flee from the presence of the Lord. It's never a good place for us to be able to run from the presence of the Lord. And I believe that what you're seeing with Jonah is, is that, that God was working with him. God was working, uh, trying to get him to do a work for him. But he saw the need was greater to run from God than it was to run to the Lord. 
We have to understand this morning, it was not easy for Jonah to go into that great city. As a matter of fact, God was going to tell him to go into that city. And, and, and it's almost like Jonah did not want these people to repent and turn. You have to understand is that this was not a people that Jonah really cared about. It was almost like Jonah was just like, let these people get what they deserve. These are sinful people. They're a cruel people. If God in your wrath is going to come up on them in 40 days, then let it be. Why should I go in there and tell them to repent and get ready? Why can't we just let justice happen? Is there anybody here this morning that wants the justice of God? Anybody here want to stand up this morning saying, Preacher, I want to get what I deserve. Sure, the people deserved the wrath of God, but so did I. So did you. So you and I that are here today, we all deserve the wrath of God. Jonah was like, God, if I go to these people and I tell them to repent, they're going to, and they were to happen to listen, he said, all of a sudden, you're not going to be able to bring justice upon them and, 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 and let them get what they deserve. He said, instead, they're going to get, as we might say, off the hook. Folks, I'm glad today that there were people in our life that begin to go and to do what God asked them to do so that we can flee from the wrath of God. So again, we can look at the people that Jonah was told to go to. And all of a sudden, in the sight of those people, Jonah felt like they were too sinful and they did not need and they did not deserve to be saved. That's what we think about this morning when we talk about being deserving. What did we earn? What did we deserve? What things do we get to have? And it says, in, in order to do that, he began to flee from the presence of the Lord. So it said, so he paid the fare. Well, Jonah, instead of going to Nineveh, preaching to those people what they needed, he ran. Storm came. The people said, you know what? This is not good. We're going to take it. And ultimately, Jonah is thrown overboard. It just seems like he was sinking. In the Old Testament, hell is often referenced as the grave or dead. You see, Jonah was as good as dead. When they cast him out of that boat into that sea, he was as good as dead. But aren't you glad today that when you get to that point in your life, that things, when they cannot get worse, that God still has something else in store for you? Matter of fact, we read in the New Testament that Jesus talks about himself as Jonah had to spend three days uh, in the belly of a whale. So also must the Son of Man spend three days in the heart of the earth that God was going to spend that time there, but there was going to be life. I think about Jonah and how he was tossed overboard. Not only wondering what's he going to do and how long he's going to stay there, all of a sudden this great fish begins to uh, kind of come in and swallow him up. You don't have to be very imaginative to understand how gross and nasty it must have been to spend three days in the belly of a fish. You ponder that for just a minute. But no matter how dirty or sickening or uneasy they may seem to you and me, you're still better off in the belly of a fish than facing the wrath of God. For many people today, they feel like that their life is a fish's belly. But that's still not the worst place to be. The worst place to be is in a fish's belly without God. But you know what happens about Jonah? Sure enough, Jonah begins to repent and turn Instead of turning away from the Lord, when we said in the very beginning in that third verse that he began to flee from the presence of the Lord, it was in the belly of a fish that Jonah began to turn towards God. 
And I want you to notice what happened here in these verses is that uh, this great storm came and, uh, and as they threw him overboard and he began to turn back to God. And all of a sudden God said, that's fine. If you're going to listen and you're going to do what I bid you to do to go into this city and you're going to cry out against their sin and tell them in 40 days they're going to be overthrown. He said, if you're going to do that, he said, I'm going to spare you. And what Jonah found out real quick was is that his life was to be lived spreading the good news I don't know if I'd say good news, spreading the news of God. So this morning, as I want you to see, is that God has a purpose for you in your life. Are we running from God? If you're here and you've never been saved, are you fleeing from the presence of the Lord? You're fleeing into all these situations and all these things. And now all of a sudden we see that that when that time had come, that God calls this great fish uh, to spit out uh, Jonah. And you know what? Jonah had a work to do because he had life in him. When you and I get saved, we have life in us. We've got a work to do. And Jonah did just that. He said, I needed to go. And you can read all of that in that first chapter of the book of Jonah. And we see is that, uh, that with Jonah, he found out that there was a work that he needed to do. See, for just a small portion of time, Jonah felt like there was something worse. Or excuse me. Jonah felt like there was nothing worse than going to Tarshish. But you know what Jonah soon found out? That fleeing from the presence of the Lord is worse than going to Tarshish. You see today, in your life, take, a, take this little floating card of fleeing from the presence of God. Where do you put it at when it floats? Is it the number one thing, fleeing from the presence of the Lord, is the, is the number one thing you should not do? Or do you put it on down? Well, Lord, I, I know I shouldn't flee from you, but maybe ahead of that is, maybe I shouldn't go talk to all of these people that are sinful people. God said, oh, no, no, no. He said something more important than that is running from me and fleeing from me. Today, you probably have a lot of things that may be more important. I'm convinced people go to church with things that they've got to hurry up and get to. And I'm one of those. We have plans a lot of times on Sundays. Sometimes we got plans for Monday morning or a Monday night or a Tuesday or Tuesday night or a Thursday night or a Saturday at noon. Well, you have all of these plans, but you see of all of these things, the number one thing that we should not do in our life is flee from the presence of the Lord. All these things that we have are not that important when it comes down to it. And Jonah learned a very valuable lesson. Do not flee from God. Sure enough, read the rest of the book. You can read a little bit. Jonah goes into Nineveh, preaches to the people, and he gets discouraged. But you know what? God didn't call him to preach any kind of results in his life. God said, I just want you to go preach a message. For you and I today, if you're here and you've never been saved, one of the worst things you can do is to flee from the presence of the Lord this day. You want to come in here, that's fine. Now, I'm not saying you can't go outside those doors. I've seen people leave the church house to get out in the churchyard or go somewhere so that they can pray and get along with the Lord. You know what? They're not fleeing from the... They may be fleeing from the church house, but they're fleeing to God. Fleeing from God is not something you physically do. Fleeing from God is something that's in your heart. Are you looking for an excuse? Are you looking for a way to get away from Him? Are you looking to go towards Him? For I want to read it to you. I know we read it several times. One more time. John chapter 1 and verse 3. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. And he went down to Joppa and he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof and he went down uh, 
So instead of going into Nineveh and preaching to Nineveh, he begins to flee to Tarsus. What are you going to do this morning? Flee to God where he wants you to be or flee from him? I want us to get a song this morning. Are you going to flee from God? God wanted him in Nineveh. He wanted him in Nineveh. That's not where Jonah wanted to be. What about you this morning?